0: Welcome to Centered Sunday with the Resilient Me and your host, Cherie Shy Holmes. I had so many topics that I wanted to bring up today. Um, I got such a great response on the guided meditation. I was thinking about giving you guys another guided meditation today, trying to figure out like, how could I help you the most right now? Or what can I add to the conversation? What can I share? So although what I wanted to share probably would be like another two podcasts or three videos, I decided to hone in on what I think would specifically help you right now and share something that I think is not being talked about quite as much. So for the month of May, the focus was mental health. And I think that prepared us and helped us get through what we've been experiencing Um, from these lockdowns to now, you know, the social unrest, uh, kind of just pulling back the layer of the brutal murders and killings of black people in the streets and in their homes by the police force and speaking for myself and you know what, honestly, just a lot of my friends also that are black who shared this, this with me as well, it's almost like we created a workaround we know that racism is there. We know that prejudice is present, but we've been able to kind of like figure out how to work around it. It's almost the same thing. Like when something stops working in your car, but you figure out how to keep it working or how to drive or how to continue moving about, even though that item is actually broken down, we have all figured that out. But at this particular moment, it's almost like there's no getting around it. There's no suppressing it. There's no hiding it. Like it's blatant. It's in your face and you have to deal with it. So today I want to share with you how to practice resilience in stressful times. Now this is one quote that I want you guys to remember. And as what I'm going to share today is specific yes for what's going on right now and how to process Um, and work through together through the racism and the social injustice and seriously demand change. But this is also to practice resilience in any fashion or anything that you experience in your life, not just this specific moment. So I'm going to give you more general tips, but this is definitely for right now, but also for any other time you may need it. So you might want to take notes and refer back to it. One thing I want you to remember as far as practicing resilience contraction comes before expansion and it reminded me of the idea of you know we all praise the mother as she is going through her pregnancy months and and trimesters how beautiful she is the baby's getting bathed, the baby's kicking the baby's heartbeat right and we love this phase but as it's time for her to deliver this baby y'all and those of you've had children you already know this the contractions become so intense, it's almost unbearable. And sometimes from what I hear, the contractions are just as bad as like actually delivering the baby. And the contractions can be so bad that you almost could lose sight of what you, the miracle that is about to happen, right? In and through you. So I wanna encourage you that although we're experiencing this contraction in our society, and really unfortunately seeing How people truly feel, the police brutality, um, so many things are being revealed right now that it can almost feel like everything is just contracting. Like if you ever had like a bad Charlie horse in the middle of the night and you're just like shocked, like, I don't know where this came from. I'm just in so much pain. You probably don't have enough potassium. You probably don't have enough salt. There's various reasons why you didn't drink enough water. There's very re- various reasons why that muscle contracted on you, right? But the thing is, once you put those things back into your body, then, you know, you can actually move forward and and, and manage or no longer have contractions anymore. As we're experiencing this moment of contraction across the nation, across the world, really, because there's like 14 countries that also got involved in the protests as well. The pain is hurting, it's intense, and it can be brutal sometimes. But I want you guys to understand that this contraction has to happen before we experience that expansion, before we can experience the miracle, the change, before we can experience... Um, the shift in society to no longer accept or desensitize ourselves to black people that are constantly being killed around and even in our neighborhoods or even just on TV that is no longer going to be tolerated or accepted. And I want to encourage you that we have to have both. If you want to have the baby, you got to have the contractions. If you want to have a uh, social justice and you got to have the contractions and deal with the hard push that comes To make those changes happen. So I want to encourage you in this. What I'm saying throughout. Is that we have to go through this phase. But the good thing is we're going to go through this phase. And we're going to shift to another level of clarity. Of understanding and of peace. Is it going to solve and fix everything? Absolutely not. But it will be a shift. And a shift that's shaking the world. Obviously. And shaking our communities. And shaking our homes. So the first thing I want to tell you here. Is that when you go through times of crisis and turmoil and deep stress. The tendency here is to feel overwhelmed. And when you feel overwhelmed personally, you have the um, automatic mechanism to draw, to curl in. Imagine again, if you have a Charlie horse and, the, and that muscle contracts, what's the first thing you your whole body comes in, <laughs> your whole body draws in at the, in the middle of the night. If you burn your hand in the soap, what's the first thing you do? You pull it back, right? If you are running and you sprain your ankle, what's the first thing you do? You fall down, you pull yourself in. The the automatic thing we do is to pull ourselves in. Listen to me, there's nothing wrong with you turning inward right now. As a matter of fact, I believe a lot of us need to be turning inward right now. But I don't want you to allow yourself because you're feeling overwhelmed and you feel like you want to turn in and detach and become numb and desensitized to what's going on, that's not going to cause healing. If we stop, if your ankle is sprained and you stop at falling and, and holding on to your ankle and you don't do the work, wrap your ankle up, put some ice on it, right? Um, uh, what's, what's, there's like a, a acronym. It's like RICE, I think it is, or RISE, <laughs> of what you're supposed to do, elevate the leg. All these things that you're supposed to do if you experience an injury, Right. Same thing when it comes to the Charlie you got to work that muscle out. You can't just let yourself contract. You got to work through it. So I'm going to give you the keys to work through it so you can release this pain and we can all heal collectively. So the, the key is when you fear experience this contraction and you turn inward, you need to focus on how you're going to heal from this, not just yourself, but those around you. Pain is an indication that something is wrong and you need to look at it. You need to address it. You need to fix it. You can't just walk around with pain and then not even figure out where's it coming from or how to address it so the first thing you want to do is find out what you need to heal every injury is not the same every wound is not the same so you need different medications you need different protocols there are different um, medical procedures that have to take place in order for your body to heal you need to figure out internally right now what do i need to heal so for me I felt like, you know, let's just say, like, I think I shared this, like, a couple months ago. Maybe it was last year. Yeah, it was last year. Sorry, guys. This is, like, all of it starting to blur together right now. Where I was running to the train, I have this habit where I run to and from the train as a form of working out. I mean, I have a full workout regimen, but this is just, like, one of those things where you run up the stairs, you run to the train, you run to the car. And because I do it every day, it just got, you know, a part of me. Well, I had bought some brand new Toms, and I thought I was cute in my sundress, and I was... Not used to the sole on the toms because they're a little bit thicker than what I was normally running in. And I was running on this this sidewalk that was really bad, badly cracked up and had, needed repair. But I, I thought in my mind I was so used to running over it that it didn't matter. Well, I wasn't used to the, that little extra thickness on the sole. So I fell hit hit the ground pretty hard and skinned my knee pretty bad. Like, like the kind of skinning you would do if you were a child. I mean deep. And I was like, ah, I was in pain. I was crying. You know, a tear came down. And I realized I didn't know how to clean it because there was like gravel and rock and dirt inside of it. And I couldn't even really touch it myself. So I actually went to urgent care to let them clean it. And I was thinking, this is Sharice's knowledge. I was thinking like, oh, they're going to put some alcohol on it, maybe some hydrogen peroxide. They're going to clean the wound. They're going to close it up. The lady said no we don't we don't really do that anymore. um what we prefer to do is use sterile water and we'll pick out the pieces that are in your leg. That didn't feel good to me, so let me encourage you <laughs> to find out what you need to heal what you may think is you know simple as posting a picture or reaching out to a friend." or just recoiling and not saying anything that may not necessarily be the best way for you to heal right now I need you to take a deep dive and explore what is going to actually make your heart feel better in this moment you have to find out what it is and then make the shift to the healing sometimes I'm going to share with you that I remember a time where I saw a family member get arrested and I didn't understand what was going on. I was like six years old, and I just remember crying my little eyes out, begging and pleading with the police for them not to arrest my family member. And I like these memories and stuff, y'all. You, when you're little, and this is your, ha- it's happening to you at like five, six, or whatever, seven, eight. Sometimes because they're so painful, we can take them and stuff them deep down inside, and then we don't, we don't really process it. I didn't even know what to do with that as a six year old child. Those those kinds of memories have been coming up for me, and so. I have taken the time this week to let these memories come up, to recall them, go through that emotion and release them. Like, I let the the feeling arise. I let the emotions happen. I realized that it was wrong. I realized what I didn't understand, what I didn't know. And then I let those things go. And I talked myself through it as I was sharing it with a friend, the memory that was going on within me. So, maybe there's, there's moments. I mean, I can also... Okay, so we can say okay, maybe you were the victim in that part. I can also think of times where I've been at work And I used to have this co-worker. I mean this co-worker this manager Who used to talk about asian people half the people in our office were asian y'all and this was my mindset If you guys sit here and let him talk about you and you don't care I'm, not gonna be your uh, <laughs> in My head i was like i'm not gonna be your scapegoat and go to bat for you guys So if you let him talk about you guys your your people and you don't say nothing, then I ain't saying nothing. I should not have had that mindset. And I'm t- I'm telling on myself, I should not have had that mindset and I should have spoken up. Because my mindset was, if you say something about black people, I'm coming for you. All these people could stand around and act like they didn't hear what you just said. And that's all fine and good, but obviously they don't care. You know what? Sometimes people are scared. They don't know how to speak up. And sometimes, if you are that voice, you're that person, you have that boldness, even if it's not your race, so to speak, or if it's not your people, or it's not an issue that concerns you or your family. If you have the boldness, you have the voice, you should be speaking up. You have to say something and let people know that's not okay. Not just when it only concerns you. And that's the problem. So many of us have this mindset that I will only reach out. I'll only protest. I'll only speak up. I'll only check on other people. I'll only love on other people when they look and sound like me. That's why we're at where we're at right now. We, the the sign of emotional maturity, emotional growth is being able to care for people outside of yourself, outside of your family and your friends, your little group, your little sphere. If that, those are all the people that you can care about and those are all the people that you can love, we have some more growing to do because the community thrives and is better when we're all better together. Not when you're just better by yourself and taking from other people or or allowing Uh, Injustices and atrocities to happen to other people and just turning a blind eye and ignoring it because you feel like you're not connected to them But you are See the thing is and i'm gonna let you guys in on an insight, which i'm pretty sure you might already know Although he was verbalizing those words against the asian people in my office You think he wasn't talking about black folks behind my back and other, other people's back like It's a systemic issue. Whether or not you're the one that's actually being affected, trust me, maybe it isn't about specific skin color, but it could be related to the fact that you're a woman or your sexual orientation. I mean, the line, the list goes on and on. Usually when there's smoke, there's fire. So speaking up may not look like it's directly impacting you, but it is impacting you. And you have to understand, I am connected to the community that I live in. And I'm responsible for those that are around me. All right. So once you find out what you need to heal, that's the first step. The second step you need to do is amp up your self-care. I have probably said this a million times. So we're just going to make this a million and one. Double down on your self-care. All myself, my entire, if I had a self-care toolkit, like a physical one that I can show you guys, I'm looking around to see if I got anything to show you, but I don't. I pulled it all out. Pulled it all out. I have done meditation. I have prayed. I've done praise and worship sessions. I have talked with friends that are experiencing the same things. I have just sat and wept. I have taken more naps. I've spent more time in the garden. I've worked out, increased my workouts. I mean every possible thing I could think of in this moment that's a restorative practice to my soul. I've my journaling has, like, skyrocketed, guys. Everything that I can think of right now that that is restoring, that can restore my soul. I've actually, if you guys, I don't know if anyone noticed, but I think, like, after Wednesday, I just stopped posting on social media. At least on the resilient me, I stopped po- posting for a bit because I just needed to unplug for a minute. Not to unplug about what was going on around me, but just, like, the weird, crazy things that I was seeing online. I still get my news alerts and find out what's happening. But I just really needed to pull back because I saw too many people fighting, and we were supposed to be fighting about one thing, fighting for one thing, and then we got lost in another little battle uh, here and there, all over the place. So (laughs) I was like, okay, let me just pull back a little bit. So I've used all those things to help maintain my sanity, not only help maintain my sanity, but when people call me and ask me for direction and advice, I want to make sure my cup is full so that I can help them, so that I can give. Uh, guidance and advice, and share my wisdom and share what I do know in these specific moments and times. So that is something I want to encourage you again. And y'all gonna keep hearing me say this over and over and over again. If you do not fill up your own cup, you cannot help anyone else. You cannot pour from an empty cup. You cannot heal anyone else when you aren't healed, when you aren't restored, and if you aren't whole. And Yes, it. sometimes it takes more than what it normally takes for you to get through. All right. So consider that. Are you working out or did you quit? Did you just stop working out altogether? If you know that that's a place for you. I mean, there's all kinds of like endorphins that are actually released when you work out. It's to your benefit to work out, not just because you want to lose weight and you want to get smashed and you want to have that sexy summer body. This is the problem when we set goals up that are artificial, and I'm not going to go backwards into last month, but when you set up artificial goals and you don't really know how they truly benefit you, and it's all about how sexy I'm going to look, when times like this happen, when your environment is wholly and fully challenged, these types of goals disappear because they have no real foundation or root. Okay, I'm going to jump out of there and come come back. Okay, I got a lot to say today, y'all, as you can tell. Okay. Number three. So wait, number one is find out what you need to heal. Number two is amp up your self-care. Number three, shift into your power. After you've worked through the first two and your cup is full and you've allowed your heart to be healed, then I need you to shift into your power. What does that mean? What action can you take to help heal other people around you? Because let me show you this to you. When you're able to help other people beyond yourself, of course there's this intrinsic, you know, value that happens, but there's also altruistic value that happens as well. Now that I'm restored and I'm healed and I'm whole, I can go help other people. Guess what? When in times of crisis, when and this again is applies to any crisis that you may experience in life, when you have the power to come rise up out of the place of being a victim to healing your heart and then Finding a way to constantly be able to restore yourself, you shift from feeling a victim and overwhelmed from these contractions, as I just said, to being able to help other people. That's just a whole game changer. Like being able to reach out to somebody else and be like, look, I got you. Whatever you need, I'm here. I'm down. And I've had friends reach for me right now. Like i So appreciative, so appreciative. I can't even like describe the words that I'm grateful that and I don't want to cry that have really poured into me in this moment. And you have to be able to have those moments with people around you where you can say, "Okay, I'm not I don't know how the right words to say. I don't know what to do. But listen, I I got this for you. I can give you this. And that shifts you away from this mentality of like, I'm helpless. I don't know what to do. I'm scared. I'm overwhelmed. When you shift into your power, it's like, okay, I do have control over this. I have the ability. Somehow my water bottle makes it into every video now. (laughs) I do have the ability to help this. And that takes away the feelings of hopelessness. All right. So for some of you guys, specific to this moment right now, that might mean speaking up at work. For me, it's meaning speaking up at work. And I'm challenging not only myself, but my coworkers. And we're challenging our senior leadership right now for the lack of response. Like, we got no response, y'all. No response, okay? For some, that may mean petitioning. I've done that too. For some, that may may call the council members and demand change and tell them specifically what you want. I've been doing that too. I don't even know how many council members I have called over the last couple days. I really don't, y'all. And for some people, that means full-on protest. Be out there in the streets and say your piece. Whatever it is that can shift you into your power moment, shift. All right. Number four, shine your light, Okay whatever goodness, whatever gifts you have in the world, now is due time to share it. It is not time to hide it. If you sing, if you write poetry, if you play the guitar, if you're great with photography, if you're great with doing nails, I don't care what it is. Share it now. If you're good at gardening, y'all, I've got my garden. I I can't necessarily say I'm good at gardening. (laughs) I can't really say that because I just got started. But I've been sharing it with people around me like, hey, guys, look what I got done. And people are excited for me and they're happy. And that helps that helps brighten up their day as well. Also, this podcast that I'm doing, this video that I'm doing right now, I'm sharing my gifts with you. How has Cherise made it through? How have I been resilient and all the horrible things that have happened in my life? And I'm still standing and sober minded and have a heart that is always in healing and always being able to share with other people. This, this is my gift that I get to share. If it's a blog post, write the blog post. If it's creating up a, a, a journal to share with other people so they can write through their thoughts and feelings in this particular moment right now, do that. Whatever gift you have, share it now. Because we need light. There's a lot of darkness happening and we still need the light. We need both. We need to be able to work through the darkness. And the way we're able to do that is to work through and share our joy and shine our light with other people. Again, that's also a power move. When we don't allow darkness, um, anxiety, and stress to clamp out our gifts your gifts are a way for you to process. If y'all didn't know this, your gifts are a way for you to process what is going on inside of you and what is going on outside of you. If it's, if, your, if your gift is baking, girl, bake. Like I could use a 7-Up vegan pound cake right about now. <laughs> and not because I'm stressed, just because I like sweets. Because <laughs> I just, you know, anyway. I feel like we all have gifts that we can share. And don't compare your gifts to other people. Like, just because you feel like, oh, this person's on social media and they're all, oh, they're amazing. Like, what can I give? Girl, you got things to give. You got gifts. You got stuff in your hand. Share them. We need them. Your voice matters. Your gift matters. We need. We need all that. All that. We need all of that. Okay, so don't be discouraged. Share and give what you have right now. All right. Recap real quick. First, we want to make sure you find out what you need to heal. Make sure you, number two, amp up your self-care. Number three, shift into your power. And number four, shine your light. Oh, that was a lot to say and share this week. I got a lot more coming out this week. You guys didn't, okay, this is just a sidebar over here. I was giving away gifts this week to the tribe. You guys didn't even use all the Starbucks card. (laughs) So... Y'all go ahead and use that Starbucks card that I shared. I was going to do giving every day, but I was like, I'm, I'm going to give. And then once it's used up, I'll give away something else. We never even finished using the, the the Starbucks card. I just kept sharing it and posting it just to hope that you guys would use it. So I only got to like two days of giving. But anyway, I don't know if you guys are just being really nice. Like, oh, somebody else can get that. That's just my tribe is super nice. Y'all are super nice. <laughs> That's all I got to say. So go and if you're listening to this tonight on Centered Sunday, swoop swoop through Starbucks and get you something okay all right um I posted it on my stories and if you're in the Facebook group it's still posted up in the Facebook group too so come join us in the private Facebook group I am giving away things the first day I gave away um Marie Forleo's book everything is Figure outable do it get on there share your goal let me know what you're trying to accomplish and you'll be entered for a chance to win her book yay all right uh that's everything i want to share with you guys this week so if you want to come join us in the private facebook we'd love to have you there so you're not doing life alone we want to be in there with your sisters your tribe share how you feel what's going on if you got news to share post it you got you got wins you want to share post those wins i want to hear your voice i want to see your face all right now, let's say our affirmations. I'm I'm going to go back to our previous affirmations, so I'll just ask you to repeat after me this time. I am loved. I am wanted. And I belong. All right, tribe. I love you. Have a beautiful week. Feel free. If you want to talk, send me an email at resilient. Ask at theresilient.me. Again, it's ask ask at theresilient.me. I'd love to hear from you. If you want to send me a DM, you could do that too. Post a comment underneath any of the pictures or quotes that I share, or come in the Facebook group and write something and share it with all of us. I want to hear you guys. Give me feedback. Let me know how you're doing. Praying for all you guys, praying for your safety, praying for your family's safety, and that we are going to come through this way stronger and more unified than we were on the other side. All right. I love you, tribe. Have an amazing week. Peace.